This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot go with it. Can't do it. What up, Clock Dodgers? This is episode number 127. This is a fantasy football edition of the podcast. I hope this episode finds you in great spirits. Adam is joining me today. How is life, Adam? Life's good, man. How's life going for you, Neil? It's going all right, man. I did come home to a dead animal in my driveway, which I'm not a fan of, so... It's not good. It's not good. And guess what? That dead animal <laughs> is still in my driveway um, because I'm not going to move it. Cool. Yeah. Um, why? I don't know, man. I came out this morning to the car to bring the kids Wait, to school. Wait, you, you don't know? So listen, listen, listen. I came out this morning to bring the kids to school. I smelled something that smelled nasty. Oh, and I'm God. like, I'm like, damn, what's that smell? And I'm thinking, well, the garbage is garbage day here. You know, we all pull our garbages out to the curbs like every other American does on whatever day they do garbage. And I'm like, maybe it's the garbage that smells. You know, maybe something's bad in it or whatever. Who knows? And I'm like, man, that really stinks. I see some flies going around. I'm like, it's weird, but whatever. So I take off. And then um, I come home today after picking the kids up. And I see this thing dead in my driveway and like hundreds of thousands of flies on it. And I'm like damn that's fucking nasty and so i didn't pull in the driveway because i'm like i don't want these flies all over me and shit and so i like pulled into the grass i brought my kids into the house like i went around and stuff so they wouldn't walk past it and then uh told my wife to park in the grass too and then i had a ranger where i opened the garage really quick pull one car in and all this kind of stuff man i'm a bitch bro i'm not gonna touch it like that's just the end of the story. I know most manlier men. Would, Wait, most more in, manlier men would take that. It's in your driveway. It's in my driveway right now, getting devoured you by flies. You hit it with the car. <laughs> There's a chance I did, but I don't want to believe that. So you murdered an animal, and you're just leaving. Its I don't want to believe I murdered an animal because I feel like I would have felt it if I hit an animal. Dude, it's a way worse problem if you don't clean it up because then you have to deal with it being there. Like, who's yeah. gonna do it if you don't? That's that's kind of the problem. I'm not doing it, and nobody else is doing it. So it's kind of just doing what nature does at this point. What nature does is give your family rabies. Don't tell me that. <laughs> yes, that's what I should tell you because you should go clean it up. No, what is man, this listen, conversation? Listen, I'm not even really worried about the dead animal. I don't want the flies what on it. What do me. you mean you're not worried about the dead animal? You have an animal carcass in your driveway. Yeah, but it's like it's like a I don't know, a decent sized rabbit or something. Like it's not too big, it's not too small. But man, I'm not like dude, like I wouldn't mind if I had like a shovel or something to toss it, but like I would need like a 50 foot long shovel because I don't want the flies all over me and shit. 
That doesn't isn't that to me the flies are worse than the dead animal. Like are you are you like in a suburban area? Like I don't know exactly the the type of area you're in. Like are you at risk of leaving an animal like a dead animal on your driveway. I don't know. Having like a coyote show. No, up no, 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 nothing like that. This is like a community and shit, but uh, like a oh, gated community. But I think I'm gonna call <laughs> so, the so gate in this, in, in this gated community. <laughs> you're just you're just gonna leave a dead yeah, animal on your like driveway. That. Imagine everybody that walks by acres. and drives by. They're like, what the fuck? So, so I think I'm gonna call the gate tomorrow and be like, "Listen, there's a dead animal in my driveway. Can you like send a maintenance guy around or something to pick that thing up?" Wait, what? You're gonna make a maintenance guy? Come Why would I clean it up? Why would you clean it? I up? I don't have a professional level of animal cleanup. I mean, I I guess I guess you could make that argument, but let's be honest. Like, let's like, say you were that's a not teacher. the reality of the situation. Say, okay, the how about this? Is you about think this? it's weird and gross and you don't want to do it? Like, if I was a teacher. And a student threw up in my class, I would not clean the kids' throw up because it's not my job. I'm not a professional cleaner. So I would have a custodian come clean it up. So in this case, there's a dead animal in my driveway. I'm That's not. That's because I, there's a custodian at the school whose job is to do just that. Yeah, but I think a maintenance guy. This, this is this, your driveway. This kind of falls under maintenance. Are you fucking kidding? This kind of falls under maintenance. <laughs> this falls under maintenance. I don't want maggots and shit on me, man. I'm not fucking touching it. And I don't well, know what it is. I'm like, it up immediately, there probably wouldn't be maggots. I didn't like, know if it was there. It was there this morning when I smelt it. If I would have known, I probably could have got rid of it. You know, with less fly action. Oh, don't act like if you saw it earlier, you would have cleaned you. it up. I'm telling you, but don't put any <laughs> dead bodies around my house because I'll smell that shit and ignore it. So don't. Put oh any, my god. You know. All right. So let's transition. Who's the dead animal carcass in the NFL that you just can't get off your driveway? The Cardinals. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it in one. One shot. Thursday night football. It it's over, right? It is over. Okay, it's over. It was over since like the first quarter, but in you know, that was in theory. In reality, it is open for over for real. Um the Cardinals suck. We that's what we take away from this. The Broncos look good, but that's probably because the Cardinals sucked. Uh Rosen you know, struggled a lot. The quarterback struggled a lot, man. Um the the big thing that everyone's gonna be upset about though is David Johnson. Right? A lot of David Johnson owners are going to be upset because he doesn't do shit because the Cardinals aren't good and they just don't play good football or coach good football. Is that correct to you, Adam? I mean, it's not DJ's oh, fault. It's so painful. I mean, when you have David Johnson, who's maybe one of the most, if not the most elusive runner in space, and you just constantly run him up the middle, it's, it's asinine. And, on top of that, they have probably the worst offensive line in the league. I mean, they were just giving up sack after sack. Rosen had no time to throw ever. David Johnson had no running lanes. It's just, it's it's a terrible offensive line mixed with absolutely atrocious play calling that just make for it. It's unwatchable. Like, their offense is literally unwatchable. The coaches, they walk up to the DJ like, hey, my man, what are you good at? Oh, you're good at running around? Let's just run straight into the line every time. Just over and over and over let's, again. It was. Let's not use this guy painful. to his, his ability. Let's use him, like, let's go the opposite way. It's freaking ridiculous. I mean, let's, let me, I just, I pulled up the stats just now. If you had a Cardinal on your team, you got, you got 39 yards rushing 
from David Johnson. It's just horrible. He did have 30 receiving yards, but it's still not going to save with, you know anything at all. Um, no one else barely did anything else rushing, obviously. And Christian Kirk led receivers with 57 yards. Fitzgerald did get a touchdown. Old man Fitzgerald finally, you know, gave somebody a touchdown. But really, that's it. That's it. I mean, Fitzgerald and David Johnson are probably the only two you really would even consider starting. Christian Kirk, too, for some people. Um, but you really didn't get much, you know, unless you had Larry Fitzgerald. The Broncos, on the other hand, yeah, a lot. Got a lot of action from the Cardinals. I mean, from the, from the Broncos, Adam. Um, who impressed you the most here today on the Broncos? I mean, probably Philip Lindsay. I feel like that backfield is so interesting because it seems like the more they're running Lindsay, the more success he's having. And ironically, he, he had less carries and blew Freeman out of the water as far as production went. No, they had, so, Philip Lindsay, I think, ended with more carries, like one more carry. Did he end up with one more carry? Okay. Yeah. It must have skewed a bit in the fourth quarter then because um, early towards the end of the game it was like nine to thirteen. So yeah, Lindsay must have gotten the carries towards the end of the game there. That after I just I couldn't watch it anymore. It was just it was painful. Yeah. yeah, So ultimately, I mean, I guess that goes to show you know towards the end of the game they're running Lindsay more. I don't know. It's going to continue to be a split in that backfield, but. He did look really impressive as far as just being able to be elusive and, and and just get more off of his carries than Freeman was able to. Yeah, I know. I know people like want Royce Freeman to be the man, and every single week somebody predicts that he's going to be the running back this week out of their backfield. But Philip Lindsay seems to always be the guy, and again, it comes down to the fact that he's just a playmaker, man. These guys who have that ability are—I mean, he he did all his damage mostly on the ground, honestly, running the ball. He had 14 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. 6.4 yards average. He on, on receiving, he only did one for six. So yeah, all his I mean, damage they was really, on the ground. They didn't throw to the running backs at all in this game. Yeah. The other guy who lit it up was Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, six catches for 102 yards, a touchdown. He also threw a touchdown for 28 yards. So he lit it up today. Um, Demarius Thomas, you know, again, five for 42. Just disappointing season overall for everybody. Corlin Sutton caught a touchdown if you had him in any deep leagues going. But the real star also of the game was the defense. Uh, two defensive touchdowns, right? Yeah. Two. Yeah. So if you started them, you were happy as fuck. And uh, you're probably going to win your week. <laughs> it's that simple. Uh, it's those kind of games that, you know, set you apart from your opponent a lot of times. So, yeah, overall, uh, Broncos 45, Cardinals 10. So, you know how it went, and that's the way it went in fantasy, too. If you had fantasy players in the Broncos, you had a great day. If you had the Cardinals, you were just kind of disappointed. So that's really it for Thursday Night Football. A lot of people expected it to be disappointing. It was in a, in a sense of excitement, you know, a sense of an exciting game. And it was, you know, like I said, disappointing from a fantasy perspective for Cardinals. Um, but the Broncos, man, if you had Bronco players, you're happy. You are happy today. Um, but that's it for Thursday Night Football. I want to discuss really quick with you some quarterbacks, Adam. Uh, because there's a little bit of uh, some movers and shakers and things going on at quarterback right now. Um, Derek Anderson, starting quarterback in Buffalo. Uh, do you care at all? Not even just for Derek Anderson, but for any of the players around him, for anything. I mean, do you care at all about this? Yeah, for who? I mean, that's like that's, that's, I don't know <laughs> even who you'd start there. I really, I really don't. Like, there's a possibility that someone there could be fantasy relevant this week. I just have no idea who it is. I feel like you can't trust anyone there. I mean, the matchup against Indianapolis is 
decent for you know all intents and purposes and Derek Anderson's probably going to do better than what we'd expect Nathan Peterman to have done so like there's a chance but I I don't think you can start anybody on Buffalo I agree with you on that and then you also got uh um Osweiler starting in in in, uh, in Miami he might start next week too so if you're a Tannehill owner definitely uh you know be uh, you know be conscious of that as far as Osweiler, he had a, he had a pretty good game last week. Do you trust him, or do you think it was a one-off type of thing? I mean, I don't think you can trust him, but I think that what it does show is that you know he has the capability to be you know high floor, decent, so that you know he can support the passing game there. Um, Albert Wilson, somebody who who kind of had a b- bigger week, you know when. Uh, when Osweiler was the quarterback than, than he'd been showing with Tannehill. So I think that, you know, there's a potential for that to keep up. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I don't think you can you can really trust Osweiler. Yeah, that's always a thing. When you got these guys that come in, the backup comes in, um, a lot of times a different wide receiver than, than, you know, you're typically used to seeing, you know, play well for the team shows out because he has a rapport with a different guy and it seems to play out that way. So... You know, it is, uh, I think, important that you mention that as far as, you know, who had a big game last week and to kind of, you know, take note of that. If we're just looking at um, the stats from last week for the Dolphins wide receivers, when Osweiler went for 380 and three touchdowns, he had Albert Wilson, Albert Wilson had most of it, 155 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Nick O'Leary caught the other touchdown. But Amadola had a decent game, eight catches, 59 yards. Um, so, I mean, it doesn't mean Wilson's going to ball out again, but it does mean that you know, Osweiler likely has a good rapport with him, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm not crazy about starting Osweiler either or, um, or, uh, Derek Anderson, but some people are going to have to, if you're in a two QB league, you're probably going to have to, if you're, you know, having issues, you know, situations with Tannehill and guys like that, or you just have, you know, some bye week players that are out and just some quarterbacks who are just straight up struggling. Um, but you don't feel like confident streaming either one of these guys at him. No, definitely not. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about Scott Fishbowl for a second because that is a league where, you know, you can start two quarterbacks. I actually can't this week um, because Derek Carr's on by. I did have Tannehill, who's hurt. So I'm literally only starting Flacco. I didn't even try to pick up another quarterback. I, not I, ideal. Not ideal I, at all. <laughs> I mean, you probably could have picked up Derek Anderson. You you should have gotten on that. I, I'd be shocked if he was already owned. I mean, it's possible in the Scott Fishbowl. But. I think Osweiler probably wasn't owned yet either. Um, I didn't even get a chance to look. It's been a crazy week. Um, but, I'm, but I'm sure they both were available, you know. Um, I just kind of missed the boat on them, man. I kind of missed the boat. It wouldn't be surprised if they still were available. <laughs> they might actually be. Nah, I doubt it. But yeah, um, so that's my quarterback this week. It's just straight up Flacco. Do you do you have your team in front of you for Scott Fishbowl, or do you know off the top of your head because yeah. you're just so smart? I mean, I know most of it off the top of my head, but yeah, you're just so brilliant, man. I always forget that. Um, you know what? Uh, who 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 on your team? I'm just curious. Well, first of all, how are you doing? Are you doing good? I'm doing really well in my division. I'm second uh, right now. Uh, I'm over a thousand in total points. So. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I'm also sitting on Le'Veon Bell, so you know there's always that potential spark for the end of the year. I also am decimated at tight end, so uh, when Jack Doyle finally gets back, it's going to be a big boost for my team. I think 
Uh, I checked. I cracked the top 400. <laughs> I'm, I'm 399. Oh. And my record I don't is, even know where you go to check that. My record is 3 and 3. So I'm like kind of in the middle. So so am I, am I, in my standings there. But 399. I don't know if that's good or bad, really. I think it's just like average or something right now. Yeah, it's pretty average. It's pretty average, man. It's, or you could just say it's pretty bad. You could say that, too. But, yeah, man, my team, you know, my team man, has been decimated since before the season started. But started off this week with Philip Lindsay and Emmanuel Sanders. So that is a good sign. Hopefully it continues. But I don't know if they could just – I don't know if they could pick me up from my Flacco situation. But they're trying their best. They must know that I'm down a quarterback and I'm stuck with Flacco. They must be very concerned for my team. But, yeah, man, I'm having fun so far. Are you having fun in it? Do you, are you feeling it? I know it's a little larger this year. Are you feeling the, the the new size? Are you feeling confident? Or are you, like, concerned that you're going to fall off the face of the earth? No, this is probably the best team I've ever had in the Scott Fish Bowl. So, I, I mean, I feel pretty, not pretty hard confident. To do. Not hard to do, but, yep. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I, you know, I try not to set a high bar so that way I can leap right over it. Yeah, not hard to do. But, but yeah. yeah, actually – I got a question for you. This is this is one that I'm running into right now in the Scott Fishbowl uh, with Devonte Adams on by this week. I've got to start a different wide receiver, and uh, I've got I've got some interesting options that I'm curious to uh, to get a second opinion on. So I got to start one of these three. I've got to start one of Nelson Aguilar, Chester Rogers, or Terrell Williams. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go Aguilar there. Yeah, that was kind of the direction I was leaning as well. Um, you I'm worried interested about, you worried though about the Carolina with, matchup. I'm interested with Chester Rogers actually. Um, you know, he's someone who, over the last three weeks now, he's seen a pretty consistent target share. And with Indy going up against Buffalo, I think there is a chance that game could just get out of control in favor of the Colts. So. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, you know, over the last three games, Chester Rogers is averaging uh, six catches a game. He had a touchdown last week. I mean, he seems to be the number two in that offense behind, you know, T.Y. And ultimately, with the amount of injuries they have right now, him just being healthy is getting him a big target share. So I, I'm kind of debating leaning that direction. T.Y. Uh, has been out the last two weeks, though, and he's back this week. It's true, and that that could skew things. If he plays. I think it's still – I don't know if there still might be some doubt about that, but um, if he doesn't play, you know, it's a, good, it's a good thing. But haven't the Bills been pretty good defensively, though, too? I mean, obviously. They have. The they have sucked, been. But. Yeah, I think – to me, it's more just a game script thing. You know, if they're if the Bills cannot get anything going on offense and the Colts are still able to move the ball, the game can kind of get out of control. Yeah. You know? So speaking of Scott Fishbowl, really quick, who's been your biggest surprise and who's been your biggest disappointment? Oh, for my team? Yeah. I think the biggest surprise isn't really a surprise for me, but, you know, I, I he's a guy I draft every year in, like, the mid-late rounds, which is James White, who, you know, he's turned into, like, a RB1 all year so far um so i think he's been a huge surprise i i guess the bigger surprise actually on my team would be tyler boyd he was another guy who i was drafting really late in drafts that just kind of caught fire in a way that i didn't even expect um but i've been really happy to see so those are kind of the two that um more or less have really outperformed where i drafted them 
Yeah, I think you're right on both of those. Um, my biggest surprise, I'm curious. I have James White, too. I have TJ Yeldon, who's been a surprise some weeks because of Fournette's absences. Philip Lindsay, I picked him off waivers, though. So, can't really call him a surprise, I guess, since I picked him up after the big week. But I did go all in on him. <laughs> I spent, like, a ton of a ton of cap on him. So, I guess that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I guess you're right, James White. For me, the biggest disappointment I've had so far, though, has been, like, well, my quarterbacks have sucked, but I kind of expected it. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie here. Well, Tyler Lockett's oh. done good for me, too. But, yeah, my biggest – I guess my biggest upset so far has been, like – I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to see here. I guess Marlon Mack. I expected a lot from Marlon Mack, and he hasn't done it yet, but that's because of injuries and stuff. I think he's going to have a better year, obviously, as he closes it out if he stays healthy. But he's been disappointed for me up until this point. Yeah, same for me as far as injuries go. For me, it's Jack Doyle. He was a guy who I was touting pretty heavily this offseason, and uh, it really, really is painful watching Eric Ebron be like the number one fantasy tight end while uh, Doyle's out, because I think that while Doyle was on the field, he was getting targeted, if not as much or more than Ebron, and I feel like that trend would have continued if he stayed healthy. Um, so. Yeah, that, that to me is my biggest disappointment. For sure. All right, let's do some trust or trust issues time. Ready? I'm going to give you the name of a player. This is for anyone who hasn't heard this game yet. I give the name of a player. Me and Adam will discuss whether we trust the player or if we have trust issues with the player, and we'll try to give some brief reasoning why. First player we're going to discuss or players is all of the Oakland Raiders. Trust or trust issues, Adam? Trust issues. Trust issues, 100%. I, as a Raider fan, I'm done with this team. I'm tired as fuck of dealing with it. I'm so glad they're on a bye week. So I don't even got to see the loss or see shitty stats or see a shitty performance. I haven't even watched the Raiders play in like the last three or four weeks. Straight up. Oh, man. Straight up. It's going to be a long decade for you. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. And now, like, I've seen all these reports. Oh, the Raiders are shopping Mark Cooper. Oh, the Raiders are shopping Derek Carr. Oh, the Raiders are going to trade everybody. It's like, bro, how many times do I got to go through this? How many times as a fan do you have to go through this whole rebuild shit and never get success? Ever. It's so annoying, man. It's so annoying. You try to, like, your team draft some good players. They, they play decent. And they're like, oh, this doesn't work. And let's trade everybody. And of course, I don't know what the, you know, how, how factual it is or how, you know, what the chances are of it happening. But it just sucks, man, as a fan. So, yeah, everyone keeps asking me about Amari Cooper. Fuck him. Everyone keeps asking about Derek Carr. Fuck him. Lynch. Fuck him. Any of these guys, no one. I can't tell you to trust any of them at this point. It is what it is. If you got them and you're going to play them, it's totally on you. Um, but I don't trust any Oakland Raiders rest of the season, Adam. Uh, how about Falcons running back Edo Smith? I'd say trust. I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of shocking, but he's really outperforming Tevin Coleman right now in Devonta Freeman's absence, which I don't think anybody saw coming because Tevin Coleman has kind of been like the darling of the, you know, future offseason for maybe the past like two years now. Everybody's just been talking about, you know, when he becomes a free agent and he gets out of uh, Devonta Freeman's shadow that he's just going to be amazing. And he has that opportunity right now, and he hasn't been doing much with it. And Ito Smith has really been, you know, showing up where Tevin Coleman's not. Yeah, I agree. He's a trust. Obviously, Freeman's out on the IR right now. Um, do you think the Falcons keep drafting running backs well, or do you think this is like a super friendly running back system? What do you think it is? 
I, it's a little uh, column A, a little column B. Yeah. I mean, it. a lot of it is the system, though. I mean, they're very similar to New Orleans in the way in which they use their running backs. And, you know, they get them involved in the passing game, which is huge. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. Well, we'll see how it shakes out. But I think anybody, if he's available in your league, you should definitely pick him up. And you can start him if you're in a jam. Uh, next player, wide receiver, Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson. Trust or trust issues, Adam? I'm going to actually say trust issues, um, mostly just because I think the Bears are going to continue to really spread the ball around. And, you know, Taylor Gabriel's actually been looking pretty decent, which yeah. has been sneaky. Nice. It's been very, very nice as a Chicago Bears fan. I mean, I love what their offense has been doing. I mean, it's getting much more interesting. Trubisky seems to be getting really comfortable on it, which is shocking to me. Uh, I did not expect that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, moving forward, I think Allen Robinson's kind of going to have up and down games just because I think that offense is going to be, you know, less focused on him directly as a lot of all their offenses are on their wide receiver one. Um, but that being said, I mean, he's still going to have some big weeks down the stretch here. Yeah, I think part of the issue with uh, for some pe- some for some fantasy players and stuff is that the Bears are never uh, locked in on force feeding a player, a certain player. You know what I mean? So they are more than willing to spread it around, make it one guy's game this week, one guy's game another week. They're not like overly committed to any certain player where you're like, oh, I know this guy's going to get fed ten this this week or ten of that this week. You know what I'm saying? So I think that kind of you know leaves fantasy players sometimes kind of wanting more or they feel like uncertain about Chicago Bears players, but it's just the way this offense is, man. And it's kind of like, you know, the guy came from Kansas City, the coach came from Kansas City, he's kind of did it there the same way. And so it doesn't seem like, you know, they're over they're going to overly commit to anybody. Do you know what I mean? Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. So uh yeah, you could trust your Chicago Bears, but like Adam said, it may be a little inconsistent. Um Marquise Goodwin off a big game last week. I'm going to say trust issues. I just I don't necessarily think that's going to be the status quo moving forward um i mean obviously if you own him you're probably ecstatic because you know you had him sitting on your bench while he was injured and the second he comes back he has a big game um i just don't know how confident i would be in starting him week in week out moving forward i think it's going to be kind of a matchup play yeah you feel like you feel like he might cheat on you a little bit man you're not too sure yeah, I mean, I just... You don't know how I don't faithful know. That, he is. That offense has shocked me so far. I mean, it seems to be without, running... Without Jimmy, quite right? Smo- yeah, yeah, quite smoothly under C.J. Beathard. Yeah, it is. Way way more surprising. Way more success than I thought they would have with him. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am surprised I mean, by that. to me, seeing stuff like that says so much about coaching. Maybe that's just reading into the situation too much, but that's... I mean, that's been my biggest takeaway is that... Kyle Shanahan is a fantastic coach and can, you know, survive. Just like, you know, we were able to see Doug Peterson do last year with Nick Foles. Like, you, if you can get a backup quarterback to rise to the occasion, I think it says so much about coaching ability. Definitely agree. And respect to CJ, brother, man, he's doing, doing good. Can't be all the coaches' credit. we got to give something to CJ. So, uh, shout-out to the 49ers fans. They got, they, got, uh, they got some hope here, man, even with their quarterback out for the year. And the last one, a guy that we both said have been kind of disappointing this year, especially because of uh, injuries, but Marlon Mack. Ah, man, I, I got to say trust issues. Like, I want to trust Marlon Mack, but I just I feel like Naheem Hines is going to continue to get passing down work there. And I just 
I don't know how confident I am in starting Mac moving forward. Um, I'm starting him this week because I think it's going to be a good matchup. Ultimately, I, I I just see Indianapolis being able to beat the Bills pretty easily. Um, maybe that's misguided, but uh, that's kind of just how I see things going. That being said, I, I just I don't know how confident I would be in starting Mac week in week out moving forward. I trust Mac, man. I want to trust Mac. It's kind of like it's kind of like that girl, man, that you just have, and you're like, I just want to trust her, man. You, you kind of get some little signs. You're not too sure, but you just want to believe. And that's, that's who Marlon Mack is for me right now, man. I know he's had the injury issues. I know you are a little concerned about the rookie running back there catching balls at the backfield. But I have, I have faith in Mack, man. I trust the guy. So I'm going to believe that he's past the injury woes and that he's going to take control of the team. He did decent last week, man, for his first time back. So um, I, got, I, got, I, I trust him. I trust him, man. Um, that's it for trust or trust issues. I do want to jump over to some listener questions um, that we got through, you know, Twitter, Fantasy Life app, all kinds of stuff. Um, the first one comes from Eddie uh, on Twitter. Shout out to Eddie. Uh, Eddie C23, my boy. He said, how bad are the Tony Romo Corona commercials? Oh, I haven't seen them. What? He's like replaced Dang. John Gruden. They are horrible. <laughs> oh, man. I've only seen one of them, but it was bad. It was, cringe. it was cringeworthy, to me at least. But, uh, you know, if you're a Tony Romo fan, man, maybe you like it. I don't know, Adam. But uh, I'm not a big fan. I'm curious what Eddie thinks, so I'm sure he can hit us up and let us know. Um, some of the questions we have here. Let's see. Let me just cycle through these and kind of see what we have. Um, John Brown. This is from Wrath of Doom. John Brown or Calvin Ridley this week? John Brown, Easy. It's always John Brown. The answer is always John Brown. Pretty much. I mean, he had a down week last week, but he's been really consistent this year for the most part. So, yeah, I feel pretty confident in starting him. Yes. Uh, Bomb Squad 92 says, should I start my Chicago defense against the Patriots or stream Houston this weekend? Ugh. It's never That's really good to start a defense against the Patriots. And I know the defense has been good, man. I know Khalil Mack is there. I know you guys are excited, Adam. You're a, you're a Chicago man. You're a Chicago fan. I mean, what, what are you feeling here? Yeah, I I feel like I'd probably just roll with the Bears. I mean, it, At least they I got playmakers know. and you know it, maybe? I mean... Yeah, I mean, Houston has... Like, for me, Blake Bortles is the Jekyll and Hyde. Like, I don't know how he's going to show up against Houston. He could throw three picks or he could throw three touchdowns. Like I just, I don't, I don't know what to expect. It's probably the smarter choice though, to roll with Houston. I have this weird feeling though, that Chicago's defense is going to show up. That being said, they really didn't last week. So I don't feel like I could recommend that. So yeah, I, I definitely just have to roll with Houston. Yeah. Just like it's always John Brown. It's always against Bortles. So Houston for me. Uh, Muscle Man 2018 says Julio Jones or Carry On and Juju in PPR. I'm assuming it's like a trade. I'm assuming. Um, so Julio Jones or Carry On and Juju in PPR. Hmm. I don't know. Juju is uh, he's relatively close to Julio, but I I just I don't know. I I feel like the touchdown regression's coming and. Julio's going to catch a couple down the stretch here. He's not going to be anything outrageous, but he's bound to have a couple games where he catches touchdowns. You know, he's still dominating from a reception and yardage standpoint. So 
I'd probably just stick with Julio. I don't feel that confident in carry on Johnson moving forward. I think that if he's given the opportunity, he has the talent to, you know, be dynamic, but I just, I don't see it. They feel like they're just going to continue to have a committee approach moving forward. So I just continue to roll with Julio. I feel like the touchdowns have got to come. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm just looking at the stats really quick for this season only. Um, Julio Jones has 44 receptions, 707 yards, and no touchdowns. And Juju has 42 receptions, 561 yards, and two touchdowns. So, you know, they're obviously like a little less than 200 yards difference around the same amount of receptions, except Juju has two touchdowns. So it really just depends how you slice it. I mean, they're pretty damn close. Like you said, um, the question is, do you think Juju will continue to catch touchdowns or do you think Julio will continue not to catch touchdowns? Uh, which one ever is more likely to you? You know, it's kind of where you're going to lean on this one. But I mean, do you think the carry-on is just a throw-in or do you think that actually matters if like, you need to run it back? I mean, he has upside. Right now, I don't think you can start him. So if you're yeah. in desperate need of running back, it's like, well, it's a, it's a nice lottery ticket, but it's not something that's going to be immediately viable. I'd I'd stay with Julio here because I just have to believe he's gonna start catching touchdowns. But that's how I feel. Yeah. All right. On um, the next one, uh, half point PPR league. Need one for my flex. Funches, uh, Cohen, or Clement. Cohen, I think. A lot of people I, high I, on Cohen this week. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It feels like the right kind of matchup for him. I just. I feel like it's probably going to be a shootout and the Bears are going to have to keep up. And when they're in those situations, Cohen's on the field and, you know, he's he's been dynamic. He's looked really good. So, I, I don't know. I mean, Funchess is possibly a little bit more reliable from just like a target volume standpoint, but I, I'd go with Cohen. Yeah, I think Cohen is a decent option. Funches is interesting. Um I don't really trust Clement because I don't know what's going to happen there every week. But um, I'm a big Cohen fan, man. I've been, you know, I'm a big Cohen fan. I got some teams that I got Jordan Howard and Cohen. So um, I'll probably agree with you on that. Funches is kind of a slow year, 300 yards, two touchdowns. So yeah, I'll go with Cohen. I just like the upside. Yeah, I always like these backs, man. The pass catching ability. I always like it. Um, the last question I have here is a trade question. This gentleman, A. D. Burton, thirty-three. Oh, that question also before was from C. Zilla Jack, twenty-four. Um, but A. D. Burton, thirty-three, says I was offered Saquon Barkley and Carlos Hyde for Gurley and Alshon Jeffrey. I'm not. Hmm. I'm not deep at running back, but I guess I could flip Hyde for someone maybe. So yeah, I mean I don't really think about flipping guys once you're trading for them. So I'm just gonna look at it straight up: Barkley and Hyde for Gurley and Alshon. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you just should stick with Gurley. He's yeah, I agree. he's enough better than Barkley to make me want to hold on to him. And ultimately, I just I don't know. I, I feel like Alshon Jeffrey, like I like the the other players, just they don't do enough to sway me in either direction. Yeah, I agree. Also, with the fact that you're telling us that you're not deep at running back. And you could flip Hyde. I don't know why you'd flip Hyde if you're not deep. It sounds like you don't have confidence in him or something. But if that's the case, you might as well just keep Gurley and, and Jeffrey. Um, who, you know, Jeffrey's had some up and down weeks. But, you know, the potential is always there with Lance and everything. So I would keep it. I would keep who you got, man. 
Um, and I think that's it for the questions that I wanted to really go through. Um, so let's move on from listener questions. Let's jump over to foul or no foul, and then we'll, uh, we'll look towards closing this episode out. Uh, the first foul or no foul, Adam. Florida Atlantic head coach Lane Kiffin, former NFL head coach, of course, offered his former quarterback from USC, Matt Leinert, his 11-year-old son a scholarship. Leinert's son is five foot seven and in sixth grade. Foul or no foul on Lane Kiffin offering an 11-year-old a scholarship? No foul. I mean, a lot of times this stuff's done p- publicity. I, I mean, will it be held up? Who knows? I, I mean, I remember, God, this is a number of years ago now, but I, Manchester United did it with like a 10-year-old. Um, you know, sometimes these things do continue and these, you know, these kids end up on professional franchises but other times they fall through and like i don't know i don't think it's worth reading into that Lane much. kiffin doing something for publicity nah no nah. way no way who would have guessed Lane kiffin's an asshole um yeah he's a former raider head coach i had to say these things um but he also seems like a dick uh anyway five teams in the nfl right now have only one win going into week seven adam and those five teams would be foolish not to tank their season. Foul or no foul? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no foul. This isn't fantasy football. I mean, I think that there's a lot of pride on the line for teams when they, you know, are are actually playing professional football. I think that you want to be good as a professional, and that means trying to win every game. That being said, like, from a franchise standpoint, yeah, of course it's beneficial to be the worst team in the league and get the best you know, college prospect, but people don't always hit on draft picks. And, you know, to me, it's, it's more worth it to get those, you know, those small wins. Safe to say that I do think the Raiders are tanking (laughs) the Raiders. They cut Derek Johnson. They're like, ah, man, go somewhere. You're going to win some games or just retire or something. Potentially trading Amari Cooper. They already traded Mac early in the season. Bruce Irvin after the game is talking about, he don't care about the loss. He wants to go home and make babies with his wife or something like that. It's it's hell, man. So I feel like a team like the Raiders just need to blow that shit up and move on because no one seems like they're even fucking focused. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong, man. But it just seems like pure mayhem, and I'm a panicking Oakland fan. So what can I say? Uh, number three, Mayweather versus Khabib is the next fight to make. Foul or no foul? No foul. I hate saying it, but, like, it's just all about money at this point. So sure, why not? I'll watch it. That's that's the thing. Like I would watch it. I don't know why. That's but what this I always falls it. back on is would you watch it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's it. Like I, I could pretend like, oh, it's a mockery of boxing. Well, mock boxing's already a mockery. Like it's it's a money sport. Come on, people fight to make the most money. And if Floyd ever does this, that's what he's doing it for. I don't see it happening. I just, there's just no way. It would just be silly. Um, ultimately, I think there's probably a better chance of Connor fighting Floyd again than there is of Khabib. But, you know, let it be. I Ultimately, I think that I just, I want to see Khabib fight Tony. I feel like that's the next MMA fight to make, and I, I hope it happens. Yeah, me too. That'd be a fun one. Um, but, yeah, I don't think this is going to happen either. Mayweather does this kind of stuff all the time. And whenever Mayweather says something, everyone runs with it and, you know, tries to make it happen. Obviously, Khabib is in this, like, shitty situation with the UFC right now. And 
Bellator was trying to get him and all these crazy things. So it's like, you know, he's in a bad situation. So he's going to try to obviously, you know, reach out to anything that, you know, comes his way. But I think UFC has to sign off on that anyway. I, I doubt they would if, you know, they still have this issue. Um, the last one, the NBA G League, which is the developmental league for the NBA, for those who aren't aware, uh, is now offering to elite 18-year-old high school players the option of skipping college and signing a $125,000 contract for a one-and-done season in the G League before they enter the NBA draft instead of college. This option is better than college, Adam. Foul or no foul? Um, I, I mean, I guess it, it's tough because like, it depends on if that athlete would actually be an NBA prospect. Cause if you're just going to spend one year in college and then go to the NBA anyway, then yeah, it's, it's a good idea to do that because you're going to make a decent, like a good amount of money for your one year of playing where you could get injured or something. So it's worthwhile if you're going to be playing college where you could get injured as well to at least be making money from that. But I think that for the majority of athletes, the likelihood of you playing one year in, you know, a, a quote unquote B league and then going on to the NBA, you're probably, there's probably going to be way more people who think that they're able to do that than are actually able to do it. Right. Yeah, they, I think they've asked some high school players already in there. I think they're all kind of waiting for the first guy to do it. You know what I mean? Everyone else is kind of like, eh, I don't want to be the first guy to try this out. But I think there's pros and cons to it. You know, there's obviously pros, like you said, you get 125K. You know, what 18-year-old kid wouldn't want that? Whose family life could you change, you know, in your family just from getting that first paycheck, that 125K? Um, at the same time, I don't know. There's still some value, obviously, in going to certain schools. You know what I mean? As far as, like, Duke and um, – you know, these certain schools as far as even scholarship wise and like branding and kind of starting your brand, you know. Um, but then again, Hi, if you, you know, there's a whole lot of, just, you know, different things here. Um, so it really just depends. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. But I think some guys are going to jump at it. I'm curious to see how well they do. But the, what the good thing is, is it helps there be other options for players besides college. You know, just, you know, right now, college kind of monopolizes that idea. So, you know, I always think more opportunity or more options is always a good thing. So I'm with it. I'm with it, man. Um, we've reached the end, man. That's it for this week's episode. We answer listener questions. We did foul or no foul. We talked about the top headlines in the NFL. We talked Thursday night football reaction. It is show and tell time, Adam. I don't know if you have anything, but I do. This is the part of the show where we do share something, man, whether, you know, it's uh, last week you, you shared a podcast, which inspired me this week to share a podcast. But we share everything, music, uh, experiences, f- ideas, foods, items, whatever. Um, but today, like I said, I want to share a podcast. It's the Joe Budden podcast. Um, like I said, you shared a podcast last week, which was my brother, my brother, my brother, and me three times, two times, two times, two times, my brother, my brother and me. Um so this week I'm sharing the Joe Budden podcast. Um, it's a recommendation, you know, best probably for those who are fans of rap and hip hop, um, you know, hip hop culture. Uh, it's basically three good friends, one obviously being Joe Budden. That's the name of the podcast. Um, and it's, you know, it's got a bunch of relevant topics that they talk about, not just rap, um, but it's a really good show. This last episode they had um, Pusha T on it. 
which, you know, he discussed the Drake beef. He discussed his label owner, Kanye West's recent, you know, political stances. Um, it was really just an interesting conversation, but they do they do really good. Even if there's no guests, those three together, just good chemistry. Um, kind of like you mentioned with, this, with the podcast last week, just really good chemistry, funny, entertaining. Um, so I definitely 100% recommend people to subscribe to it. Definitely go listen to it now after you finish this podcast. Um, Adam, do you have anything to share? You know, I don't. <laughs> well, you had a recent experience yesterday. I mean, that's true. I did go see 21 Pilots last How night. Was which that? was phenomenal. Okay. It was fantastic. It was a blast, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, I always enjoy seeing them. They played the longest set I've ever seen them play. It was like a full two hours, which... It was just awesome. Was there anything um, so, different from the last 57 times you've seen them? Yeah, of course. I mean, they just came out with a new album. So, you know, they played a bunch of songs off the new album. And, yeah, I mean, they they always kind of up their game with every tour, um, you know, with more lighting, more, you know. I, I, I wanted to ask things. you, um, before the album came out, I forget how many episodes ago that was, two or three episodes ago, um, you mentioned people were bootlegging it, kind of stealing this, the album before it came out. How did their sales do? Did they do good? Yeah, I mean, they did they did really well for all intents and purposes. Like, I, I don't really know how much of an impact that would have had. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. Talking about music, um, there is, you know, there is one thing that I, I would like to promote. Uh, I haven't even listened to it yet. Um, but uh, John Bellion, uh, who's an artist who I'm a big fan of, just uh, dropped a single uh, literally 11 minutes ago. Um, Talk about he's got it. Yeah, he's information got, here. Yeah, I know, right? He's got a uh, upcoming album, uh, and this is going to be the first single off of it, which I'm excited to hear because uh, he had a little snippet that uh, he released, I think, two days ago. It might have even just been yesterday. Uh, I think it was for this song, and it sounded really cool. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to John Bellion, but uh, he's got a hip-hop style, but he mixes a lot of other genres and it has a really interesting sound, and uh, I really enjoy his music. Off the top of the head, I don't know who he is, but if he has a lot of hit songs, I'm sure I do know his music, um, but I don't know off the top of my head, so I'm going to have to check it out and see. Um, sounds familiar. Why can't I think of any songs? I don't know. I'll have to check him out, though. John Bellion, right? Yes, sir. All right. I will check him out. So there you go, man. You thought you came to the, to the, to the show and tell with nothing, and you had two things to share, man. And you were even, the last thing you shared was 11 minutes ago that it happened. You're, you're, you're just, you're so current, Adam. <laughs> We're so, up to the minute. You're so current in these streets, man. Um, to stay current with us, Adam, they could follow us on social media. They could follow you at the other FF guy on Twitter, and they could follow me on Twitter and or Instagram at Clock Dodgers. It's all about the community, folks. You got to follow. You got to follow. We got to build this Clock Dodger family up, man. So definitely follow. Um, of course, visit ClockDodgers.com. We're pumping out a lot of fancy articles on there, man. A lot of, a lot of contributors this year. Um, so lots of good stuff on there to go check out. And then, of course, non-fantasy content, too. The podcast is on there if you want to listen to it that way. I don't know how many people really listen to podcasts anymore, like, on the Internet, like, at their laptop. Do you listen to podcasts like that? Uh, never. I always right? on my phone. It's interesting. I wonder how many people do. But yeah, the podcast is on there, or you could just subscribe wherever you're. If you're listening, you're probably subscribed. If you're not, subscribe on whatever app you're listening to. Uh, we're on all the podcast apps, and really, that's it, man. That's all I have today. Do you have anything else, Adam? Nothing for you. That's it. Be kind. Be great. Keep dodging. Keep dodging.